Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm Lee McCormick. This is Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast, episode 72, Springsteen Fandom, volume 10. Today I'm joined by a friend of mine, actually a work colleague of mine, and fellow Springsteen fan, Ryan Carpenter. Ryan shares with us his fandom story and his personal journey on E Street. A few good stories and a few good tunes. Remember, you can listen to the podcast via the website TrampsLikeUsPod.com, on iTunes, where you can also subscribe and leave a rating and review, or on Spotify. Whatever platform you're listening on, I thank you for tuning in. And be sure to join the Facebook group page, Tramps Like Us, a Bruce Springsteen podcast. That's where you can interact and keep up to date on the podcast. So before we get into my discussion with Ryan on Springsteen fandom, let's uh, let's check out some current E Street news. Have you heard the news? Have you heard the news? Bruce has faithfully been releasing live archive shows, one per month, usually the first Friday of the month. The, uh, the No Nukes 79 show was finally released on Christmas Eve last year. That was an anticipated release. That's a bootleg that's been around for years. Uh, January saw the release of the Tunnel of Love tour stop in New York City's Madison Square Garden. That was 1988. And the April 22nd, 2008 Tampa, Florida show dropped in February. Now that show was notable in that it was the first show since Danny's funeral. The band was back and they seemed to be playing with a lot of fire that night. I think they knew that someone was watching from above. Uh, also, we have Little Steven and the Disciples of Soul. They released Soulfire Live as a Blu-ray and 7LP vinyl set. It's in February that came out. Wow, 7LPs, that's massive. I grabbed the 3CD version uh, last summer. That was so great. Listened to it all summer long. I'll probably grab the Blu-ray set. I love those things. I love concert videos. And So it's two Blu-rays. includes video performances of every track on the vinyl box set, as well as behind-the-scenes footage. It's featurettes about the Soulfire Tour and the Cavern Club performance, that special thing they did over there in England. It was really cool. So I got to have that. So that's about it. You know, not much news on E Street. I think we're all just awaiting the news on the solo record, possibly a short solo tour. We're speculating, but you never know. So finally, Springsteen on Broadway was released on vinyl after being delayed from the announced December release date. It was tragic! January was a tough month, but, you know, a highlight from that month was definitely that night coming home from work and seeing that big box waiting on my doorstep. A four LP set, two and a half hours of music and words delivered by a great storyteller, a great songwriter, a great performer, and a great guy. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that really shines through on this Springsteen on Broadway thing. Springsteen is just a great guy. <laughs> but we all knew that, right? I highly recommend grabbing the audio version of Springsteen on Broadway. The vinyl package is very cool, and it came with a digital download. You gotta have that. That's a must. I love it. So anyway, the Netflix special was phenomenal, but I think I prefer the audio over the video. You know, I foresee myself enjoying this album for many years to come. So before we get into this Springsteen fandom episode with Ryan, let's play a cool version of Dancing in the Dark from that Broadway album. You know, a great interpretation of a Bruce classic. We all know the single from 1984. We're all familiar with the rockin' full E Street Band version that's lived in the encore slot for the last 20 years or so. You know, and we've heard Bruce perform the song acoustically here and there over the years. But this version from Springsteen on Broadway, it's a little different. You know, it, it comes at a spot during the show. You know, it follows the, the heavy emotion of the rising and the ghost of Tom Joad. And it just brings a little levity, a little fun. 
you know, something to tap your foot to, you know, something to dance to. So I love that. It's a good set piece. And, you know, Bruce kind of introduces the song, kind of setting up his, his modus operandi, his magic trick, you know, his pledge to his audience, you know, thanking us for going on this ride with him. And I got to say, Bruce has been a great guy to ride with, too. I always thought I was a typical American, and so I fought my whole life, and I studied, and I played, and I worked, because I wanted to hear, and I wanted to know the whole American story. I wanted to know my story, your story. Felt like I needed to understand as much of it as I could in order to understand myself. You know, who was I, and where I came from, and what that meant. What did it mean to my family? Where was I going? Where were we going together as a people? And then, and what did it mean to be an American and to be a part of that story in this place and in this time? I wanted to be able to celebrate and honor its beauty, its power. I wanted to be able to be a critical voice when I thought that that's what the times called for. But most of all, more than anything else, I wanted to be able to tell that story well to you. That was my young promise to myself. And this was my young promise to you. From when I was a very young man, I took my fun very seriously, you know? <laughs> and this is what I pursued as my service. I still believe in it as such. This is what I've presented to you all these years as my long and noisy prayer, as my magic trick. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to rock your very soul and have you bring it home and pass it on. And I wanted it to be sung and altered by you and your folks and your children, should they be interested. I wanted it to be something that you could call on when things were good and, uh, and when things were not so good. You know, that it might strengthen, help make sense of your story and your life the way that you strengthened me and helped me make sense of my life. You've provided me with purpose, with meaning, and with a great, great amount of joy. I hope I've done that for you and that I've been a good traveling companion. Remember that the future is not yet written. So when things look dark, do as my mighty mom would insist. Lace up your dancing shoes and get to work. <laughs> But tired Man, I'm just tired and bored with myself Hey there, baby mm, I could use just a little help You can't start a fire You 
can't start a fire without a spark. This gun's for hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. Messages keep getting clearer. Radio's on and I'm moving around the place. I check my look in the mirror. Wanna change my clothes, my hair, my face. Man, I ain't getting nowhere. Just living in a dump like this. There's something happening somewhere. Mm, baby, I just know this. You can't start a fire. You can't start a fire without a spark. This gun's for hire Even if we're just dancing in the dark Sit around getting older There's a joke here somewhere When I figure it out, I'll let you know All I know is that it's on me Shake this world off my shoulders Come on, baby, have a laugh on me. Mm, stay on the streets of this town. Oh, and they'll be carving you up, that's right. So you gotta stay hungry. Well, I'm just about starving tonight. I'm dying for some action. Sick of sitting around here trying to write this book. I need a love reaction. Come on now, baby, give me just one look. You can't start a fire. Sitting around crying over a broken heart. This gun's for hire. Even if we're just dancing in the dark You can't start a fire Worry about your little world falling apart This gun's for hire Even if we're just dancing in the dark oh! Even if we're just dancing in the dark Here with Ryan Carpenter. How you doing, Ryan? I'm pretty good, Lee. How are you? Uh, good man, good man. Thanks for uh, joining me on the podcast here. <laughs> yeah, my, my pleasure. Yeah, so we were thinking about doing this for a while. Uh, yeah, I just found we're work colleagues. I've known each other for about like eight, nine years, I guess yeah, now. Yeah. And I just recently found out you're a pretty big Springsteen fan, eh? Pretty huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I figured I'd uh, have you come on the show. We'll just uh, do one of these Springsteen fandom episodes, which I love doing. So we do these episodes where we just talk to. You know, mutual Springsteen fans, and we kind of just talk about their their journey on E Street, if you will, right? Like kind of how you became a fan and some some special moments, right? And they're always kind of interesting. Yeah. Find that the stories are kind of always quite similar, but you know, a little bit different depending on each 
each person's yeah, uh, yeah. experiences, right? So, yeah. so let's go back to the beginning. When did you uh, kind of first hear about Springsteen? When did you? When did he come on your radar? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say you know, like obviously growing up, like hearing the hits on the radio, but like to really get into the yeah, music yeah. and and really become a fan, it was funny. It was like um, it was my best friend in high school. His older sister got him onto yeah. onto Bruce. And then, and then he started giving me like tapes, yeah, or like I go over and play, like I'm just saying how old I am, right? But, <laughs> like kind of like around when CDs were starting to come out. But, yeah, like, yeah. So this is like the '80s we're talking about, high school years for you. Yeah, were 80s yeah. Probably. This is like starting like just around when, yeah high school. So like for me, that's like starting in '88, '87. Yeah. So all right, cool. yeah, and he started getting me into like I started getting. Um, and hearing all the all different albums and like getting really deep into the catalog. Yeah, besides the hits that are on the radio, yeah. right? Like, what type of music were you into at that time? Were you um, into like mainstream rock or was it like any different stuff? Or yeah, it was kind of. I was a little all over the place. Yeah, I would say it was kind of mainstream rock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just sort of listening to radio. I was even kind of got into. It was kind of weird for me being like whatever, like a teenager, but I was kind of in the oldies too. Like, just yeah, sort of, you know, I was like, in the oldies. Yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember summer of '86. Well, I can I can put it back to that summer because I know that's when uh, the monkeys came on reruns. Oh yeah. I remember there was that summer like MTV did a, a run of the monkeys, and then I remember that summer the monkeys came on TV, and yeah. I used to watch the monkeys like, every morning. <laughs> and at that time, that's when I was starting. I started getting into fifties and sixties music yeah, yeah. as well too, right? Yeah. During that summer, so. Yeah, yeah. No, same for me. So yeah. So definitely all like different years, and um, but yeah, I, um, definitely always had an interest in rock and. And uh, that sort of thing. So yeah. it was it was a good fit for what I liked, and then yeah, I started listening to this stuff, and I was uh, I was like, man, this guy's good. This guy's good. So you started going back. So your buddy kind of turned you on, made you some made you some mixtapes kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you remember what your first purchase was? Your first record that you bought? The, the first CD I ever bought. Yeah. And it was actually the first CD. Yeah, the you first, ever bought too? Yeah, it was uh, it was Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Was, eh? Yeah. That's cool. So um, and I think that was actually. I don't even think I had CDs. It was the first year, or even like first week of university. So that was like '92. Yeah. I think before that, I was just doing tapes, tapes or just yeah. borrowing. But my own, yeah, I remember it well. You, I you made the decision to, yeah, I'm going to upgrade the CDs now, yeah. and you went with Nebraska. That's a bold uh, <laughs> record to start with, right? <laughs> like, did you know of it, or did you just be like, I'm going to try this one? I think I think I'd been exposed to a few songs, yeah. but then, uh, but not the whole album. Yeah. So, uh, but I was like, but that was for like an instant sort of. You know, like winner for me. I was like, wow. Yeah, as soon as you heard it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like very different than his other albums. Like, well, that's stripped, a, yeah. stripped back and sort of acoustic and did, yeah. it, did the mixing himself. Like it was just totally. Like, well, it was yeah. like a, essentially like a demo, right? For yeah. like a, that he recorded yeah. on a Fostex like yeah. machine, right? With yeah. and, and he kept that. And I love the story that he kept the uh, he made the demo and it came out on a cassette tape, right? And then yeah. he kept the cassette tape in his back pocket <laughs> while he kept working on the album trying to kind of better that right yeah. and you could never do it yeah, yeah but that was so different compared to what I had heard the other stuff I had heard and yeah. then I was like but then it just made me like I'm, I'm becoming a true fan because I'm like this is really good yeah there's other like, like, this is so different yeah it's so right? different and it's still yeah. good yeah right it's not yeah. like he's just trying other different things yeah. and he's hey, he's good at rock but he's not so good at the soft stuff or not so good at the acoustic stuff but this is like everything he pursues is like great yeah you know exactly. right? so it's really cool yeah yeah um, so I remember, yeah, so I remember that well. Well, they blew up a chicken man in Philly last night. Now they blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk, they're getting ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state. And the DA 
some live shows did you ever get in there? when was the first time you saw them live the first time I saw them live was uh, I think it was first year university we went like last minute to see him at I think it was the gardens uh, back in Maple Leaf Gardens and I think we had like basically we were right against the uh, cinder block walls right so that right. would have been what, what, uh, that's like 93 was it the, was, was without the street band so that's the yeah so that would have been the, uh, the sky dome like the sky bowl was the sky dome yeah you know when okay. they used to half it and they used to have like okay. They put curtains up, so instead of the entire full dome, they would call it like the Sky yeah. Bowl or right, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and yeah, uh, yeah I, I I remember being in line to get tickets for that show, 
at like a Sears outlet, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't go through with it because uh, I think by the time I got up there, they didn't have very good seats left, and I was kind of soured on the, the solo band, you know, yeah, not yeah, the non E street. street thing. Yeah, I know. So that was your first show. Did you uh, did you dig it? Did you love it? Yeah, I did. I, but I think uh, definitely was was disappointed that it wasn't yeah, yeah it wasn't the E street band, so it wasn't like all the music I'd been listening to. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, it was that was you know Lucky Ten and uh, Human Touch. Were like, you big on those records when they came out? Yeah, you Did know you what? Like them? I, I, it's funny. Uh, um, I thought they were pretty <laughs> good. I, 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 I guess what I'll say is that I think it would maybe been a, like a, it's all good. Yeah. Um, but it would have been a really good like single album. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's, yeah, it's a little bit too much, but there it yeah. is. You know. If, but there's some good, good stuff. There's definitely right? some good things on there, right? And like the thing with Bruce too is his songwriting always. You know, comes yeah. to the forefront. Yeah. Like, even though I don't like that record because of the the musicianship on it, right. the players, it doesn't really sound like yeah. the E Street Band yeah. record, right? It's yeah. different. And I, I understand he's trying to try something different, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, some of those songs do uh, they surpass the production or the bad production styles or whatever, right? So, yeah. uh, but I remember being big on those records when they came out. But you know, time hasn't treated them good. You know, yeah. when you look back at his entire catalog, those right. kind of stick out. It's like, oh, that's that weird thing he did, right? Yeah. yeah when he yeah, moved yeah. to L.A. That weird period. When yeah. he, was, like, he had to go on his own and do something different. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I guess he'd been with the bands for so long, he had to try something different, but whatever. Yeah, Can't yeah. allow him that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad he, I'm glad he uh, reunited. Yeah, yes. Excellent. So, uh, do you remember any moments from that show? That would have been your first show. Do you remember any stand-up oh. moments for that show? I guess he was playing mostly a lot of the stuff off those records. Yeah. And he would do some... Uh, he started playing Light of Day yeah. around then, live too, or he did that on the Tunnel of Love tour too. Right, yeah. You know what? I think probably, I have memories not a lot because our my, the seats were so crappy. Like, we yeah. were literally like, back against the wall, like, so we were like last row. Yeah, it was yeah. so last minute, we didn't have any money, so we were like, yeah. totally like, just do, like 20 bucks each or something like that. <laughs> to get us, you know. Well, my soul checked out missing as I said, listen, in the eyes and minutes together, just sitting around. Yep. 
its treasure Don't make much for tragedy It's a sad man, my friend, who's living in his own skin He can't stand company Every fool's got a reason to feel sorry for himself And turn his heart to stone Tonight this fool's halfway to heaven Just a mile and a half But I feel like But it was neat to be in a live experience. But I probably my first like true memory of the concert experience would have been like um, we had talked about earlier, sort of um, the one like ninety was two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. So that would have been your next time you saw him. That was the reunion tour. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. You know what? I think I saw him in between. I saw him. Did he play again? He did. Uh, in Toronto, he did a Ghost of Tom Joad tour versus like solo at Massey Hall. Yeah, I didn't. I, I saw I saw him in Ghost of Tom uh, Joe tour, but it was in Detroit. Upstairs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that was pretty. That's neat. excellent. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that was uh, that was a cool tour. We were doing kind of different like arrangements of some of his acoustic songs, right? Yeah. And this is the first tour he'd played solo acoustic, right? Right. When he was, was he, I think he was doing Nebraska stuff too, yeah. right? It was kind of cool that he'd feature some Nebraska songs. And yeah. And he kind of like deconstructed the chord in the USA. Right? He did that different version, right? Yeah, it's just him. That's when he started doing the slide version, the yeah, twelve string. Yeah, yeah. yeah, slide kind of more the blues way, the way the song kind of originated yeah. in the demo versions, right? Yeah. So that was pretty great. Yeah, but definitely, um, I was fortunate enough uh, to see him both nights, and uh, he did two nights. Yeah. Um, and I saw, him, like, I got was lucky enough to get like third row both nights. So oh, that's, that's where I got the. That's where I have a picture that somebody's like of like me. I was able to touch the third guitar. row both nights. Hey, yeah. wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I only I went to one of the shows. That was my first time seeing him, and we were up high. I didn't have your luck on that one, but uh, and yeah, you had that moment too. I guess uh, um, you were showing me like somebody took a snapshot of uh, the part in Born to Run, 
or I guess in the middle interlude part where the, uh, the band holes and they'll like, this is the uh, down, 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 down. And he comes to the front of the stage and yeah. he like, pe- people put his hands up yeah, on the guitar. Yeah, he's on his knees and kind of collapses. Yeah. Like, he's just a like, crazy man in that show. Well, he always is, right? But he's like totally like, it's the end of the concert. Yeah, he's and he's spent, just, he's drenched. It's been like four hours and yeah, he's yeah. just like, I don't know, totally on adrenaline. And yeah, he's down there and I'll always be jealous of my friend because I was there with a buddy and he got to play the strings and I got to touch it, but he got to play it. <laughs> so, but, I'll, uh, but hey, I can't complain. But yeah. That was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Any other standout moments from those shows? Uh, from those shows? Well, I remember it was so cool just because you had the whole yeah. E Street band back together, right? Yeah. And they were sort of like, yeah. you could tell the band was, everybody was so happy back together. I think that's what it was, right? right? Yeah, you yeah. could really see like that was like a family and they yeah. reunited and like after a few years and it was just, you could see the... Whatever. Yeah, it's like happy with the love, you know. There's yeah, a lot of like love there. Bruce and Clarence <laughs> on stage, side by side. Like yeah. it hadn't been, it's been like ten yeah. years since that was a thing, right? Yeah. And they would do those moments, that moment. Uh, if I should fall behind, where they yeah. all took the turns on the vocals. And yeah. Even just seeing like Bruce and little Steven on the mic trading off and all that yeah. fun stuff, right? It's funny you mentioned that song because then that, I think if from that, be, that was my wedding song. Oh, was it? If I should fall behind. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and it's not the uh, it's not the studio version. It's like it's it's a it's a live version. Um, like I don't know if it's. I can't remember which concert, but it was one that was like where they all kind of chip in. That's the one, yeah. Right? Was your wife cool with that? Yeah, yeah. She sort of was <laughs> Did you have to <laughs> convince her, sell her on the song? She's a she's a fan, but yeah. not definitely not um, to my level. Yeah. But uh, it didn't take a lot of uh, not to take a lot of persuasion. Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful song. A lot yeah. of people use that for weddings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We said we'd walk together. Maybe come what may Then come the twilight Should we lose our way And if as we're walking A hand should slip free Well I will wait for you And if I fall behind Baby, we swore we'd travel Darling, side by side That we'd help each other Stay But each, each lover steps forward so differently. I will wait for you. Should I fall behind? Wait for me. Now everyone dreams of a love lasting and true But you and I know what this world can do So let's make our steps clear So the other may see I'll wait for you Should I fall behind 
Since then, so since those concerts, two thousands, have you kept up with them, seen them like over the years, as much as you can? Or? Yeah, I was trying to think. Actually, coming in this morning, I was trying to count how many times. I think it's eight. So yeah. I mean, I'm not crazy. You know, not as much. I know. Well, I'm not, like, I'm not ten. Early. Here, yeah. I'm Mr. Springsteen podcast guy, and I've only yeah. seen him ten times. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It's, it's double digits, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I might be missing one. But yeah, I think it was eight. But um, but I would say definitely. Uh, yeah, I saw him in Buffalo. Um, in the 2000s. Um, One of the rising tours? Yeah, I think so. And then, but I think definitely a highlight show was seeing him 
I'm getting all my ears confused. But, yeah. But we're seeing him in Fargo at the Fargo Dome, and me and my friend like basically drove all night. Oh yeah. Yeah, I drove through Michigan. Just to buy you parachute <laughs> boots. <laughs> I drove all night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like the road, like the whole experience was crazy, right? Like yeah. we drove, we got pulled over by police in Saginaw City, and I I used the whole like. Was it oh, you and Wayne on the Fourth of July, yeah, man, yeah. driving down to Darlington? Yeah, it was Ke- it was Kevin, but he could have been. Yeah, 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 me yeah. and Kevin on the Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, um, that's the best, man. Road yeah, tripping down to a show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was just—I mean, just the road trip obviously is cool, and but then seeing it's only a different environment. That's yeah, cool seeing concerts in different cities. Yeah. It's kind of like a whole thing where right. you feel a little bit more like alive or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, obviously, the, the most recent highlight—I was fortunate enough to see him on Broadway. Yeah, you went to the Broadway show. That's how I we kind of like. Oh, yeah, someone was like, "Yeah, I think Ryan's going." I'm like, "Oh, he must be a fan if he's going to that, right?" <laughs> yeah. So tell us about that experience. Did you love it? Oh, it was awesome. How I did you get tickets? Was it hard getting tickets? So it was my third. Was like I think they extended the run like three times or four yeah. times. So I yeah. think it was the last extension. Yeah. And I tried lottery. You know, kept getting emails saying like, "Sorry, you know, whatever." I didn't get chosen. Then this time it was like I didn't get the initial thing saying it was chosen, but like it was kind of like a standby thing. Oh, yeah. there might be still tickets available. I remember I was sitting in a, you know, whatever, in a meeting for work downtown in an office building. I get this, like, text. I was just leaving, yeah. saying, like, you can get tickets now, like, go on this website. So, I'm basically, I'm at, like, Young and Dundas. Yeah. Like, I'm so the, wallet. So, <laughs> so, you had to, like, sign up for this lottery thing. Yeah. And I guess they notify you if you win. And, yeah. Or if you're, you're picked, then you have an opportunity to purchase tickets, yes. right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all these dates are presented to me. Like, I'm literally in the street corner, like, downtown, like, business intersection in Canada, with my wallet open, trying to get my credit card out. I got my phone. I'm trying to, like, pick a date that's going to work, and, you know, knowing that I haven't uh, pre-cleared this with uh, my wife. With the old lady, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's just like, you know what, I'm going for it. And, uh, yeah, picked a date in June, and I was going to pick my birthday, but that was during the week. Anyways, I ended up picking, like, a Saturday show, and I got the tickets, and, uh, yeah. That's good. Did you take, and you guys made, like, a weekend of it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it, I mean, what can I say? I mean, it exceeded your expectations, I yeah. assume, or whatever. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, that's I mean, it was everything I thought and more. You know, you know no going in, knew obviously master storyteller, love his music. Yeah, had you read the book prior? Uh, I, I have I have halfway through the book. Oh, okay. So I haven't finished it, but yeah, I read part of it. So. Well, that's cool because yeah. you know a lot of the Broadway show was based on the book, but not yeah. specifically. Right, he yeah. took a few things, and I think yeah. he took some of the narrative style. Yeah. The way he would tell his stories, but it, you know, he brought something new to the Broadway yeah. thing, which yeah. is cool. You know, yeah. No not o- not only telling stories, not only uh, you know giving different acoustic arrangements of his songs, but he seems uh, like, like I think he seemed to like give like a little insight to be like what it's like to be him and how he wants to put his art out there, right? What it's yeah. like being a performer, yeah. all these different facets that have made him who he is, right? Like, yeah. he talks about, you know, the, the past and his family and his parents, and he talks yeah. about, you know, like, you know, seeing the, seeing the country and yeah. how, how that stuff affected him, and then, you know, things about his band and yeah. his wife and, yeah. you know, growing old. It's this amazing thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah the, I was just going to say, like, well, yeah, the fact that where he, uh, where he is in his life, right? He's, he's getting older and... Um, so it was that perspective you had, right? Looking yeah, he's back, looking back on all these things. And, all yeah. and just so all the things he's learned over the years and, and all the experiences. I mean, that's just brought it all together. And yeah. so, like, it was really just like you were there. Like, cause we've all been on, we've been a true fan, right? We've all been on that journey with him. Yeah. But obviously, he's, he's the man. So <laughs> um, but yeah. you kind of have that connection yeah. as much as you can. Well, I like when you look at it, the trajectory of his records through the years, too. Yeah. It's parallel to him and his life and where he is in his life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. 
being a, being a man in his late 20s, moving into the 30s and trying to find some, you know, some grounding with family things and he puts yeah. it up the river, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, uh, you know, later he gets married and that doesn't really work out and then he has this, he's being pulled toward Patty and then he puts out a tunnel of love, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then you look at the, and then you look at the rising, the, that, the way the world shifted there, there and that record reflected those times, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Even as recent as uh, Wrecking Ball, yeah. right? He, he has songs like This Depression where he talks yeah. about, you know, some personal issues like that. He was... Yeah. Dealing with a, which I, I was, you know, like you don't think it's Bruce being a guy that would be depressed, but you know, yeah. it affects everybody. And then you find out that it's, it's, uh, runs in his family too, right? His dad suffered yeah. from that kind of thing too. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely been more, I guess, forthcoming about that in the later years. I think he was trying, he was keeping that a little bit, yeah. you know, close to his vest. Yeah, um, for sure. Well, when he was younger, but yeah. it's totally understandable. And then, but that's that whole kind of thing was happening in society too, right? Where there's less of a, stigma yeah. now that t- people are opening up and talking about it so yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, and it's by, awesome. by him doing that it informs us as fans right yeah. the other people that could be going through this kind of thing right yeah totally how about some favorites you got a favorite record you got like if you could what, if you could take something with Desert Island what would oh, you pick man, I know, I know it says, you know he's going <laughs> yeah, to ask me this question what the hell am I going to pick yeah you got a pick man so everybody's got a pick everybody's so got a favorite <laughs> well today that's why I say like sometimes your favorites change yeah. day to day week to week month to month yeah. but as of today <laughs> as of today <laughs> I'm going to go what would you say not picking you know, uh, Born to Run which is an easy pick yeah but I will say Darkness Darkness yeah Solid that pick. Yeah, it's probably no. my uh, one of my favorites. Probably my second favorite. But yeah, that's a great yeah. one. When did you first hear that record? Back in uh, the day, did you have it. Your buddy put it on tape for you back then. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. I think it actually was. Yeah, I think it was one of those mixtapes or whatever. Yeah. And then actually buying, like I said, I bought all the bought all the CDs up to that point. But it, that was like in the early '90s. Yeah. So I didn't have anything. So, uh, but yeah, listening to it, I think it probably started in like mid to late 80s yeah so in darkness I love the produ- how the production kind of is a little bit more uh, stripped back than Born yeah. to Run like yeah. Born to Run is a huge production right yeah. he was going for these Spectre-esque sounds and, yeah, yeah, yeah you know trying to you know make the best song ever right. rock and right. roll song ever made and I think he almost did, he probably he's arguably he could have done that right yeah but yeah. then with darkness he kind of strips it back yeah and uh, you know really uh, disciplined in the material he put out there right because he was mm-hmm. recording so many songs around that time yeah. in the 70, yeah. Tracks or something like that. He was rumored to have recorded around that period. Right, right, yeah, no, totally. Oh, yeah. And I know he was. Uh, that was the time he was going through that whole like dispute and thing with his manager. His manager, yeah. And he, he didn't even uh, record for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah very so interesting. He didn't put out, so he just put out this thing that was kind of yeah, <laughs> gloomy and dark. But uh, like, man, I mean, but you know, one of my favorite songs was on there, Badlands. I mean, that's obviously like, oh, so yeah, right up there. Fist so. pumping, great yeah. song to drive a car to. Yeah. 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 yeah.
yeah, and then just other like candies room. I mean, just like the way that builds, right? Like yeah. just how that starts with that. The suspense with the hi hat. Yeah. So great, yeah. And then the crash of the music, right? This wall of sound comes in. It's, it's an amazing record. Yeah. Yeah. That I remember that show that I was at. The you were at, we were talking about the 2000 show they played candies room. Smoking song, great guitar solo. What about a least favorite record? <laughs> What's one you don't need to do here anymore, man? You can just say, ah, I don't need that one anymore. You know, it's probably gonna be one of those ones, either maybe like more uh, recent, like the um, yeah, um, working on a dream, wrecking magic. ball, magic. Oh, that's like my, my my top five or six. Yeah. I love magic, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I'll let you slide on that one, but I highly <laughs> <laughs> I recommend you give that one another shot. All right, yeah, magic's a really good one. I think out of his, uh, it was like 21st century records, I think that's probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah that one really, yeah. I think that's a good sound in E Street Band record. There's, there's uh, good moments from all the guys in the band yeah. on that yeah. record. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Great. I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the band, uh, uh, you got a favorite member of the E Street Band besides Bruce? <laughs> yeah, besides Clarence, which probably like a lot of people's second choice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Clarence, yeah, Clarence. Uh, he, See, I love I love Max and I love Steve. Those are my guys. Yeah. Clarence would be a you know close third maybe. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Would it be? Yeah, um, yeah, I would say. Yeah, I'll stick with I'll stick with Clarence probably Clarence, just yeah. because it's just that He's obviously a, yeah. that relationship. The bro- they were the brothers and the you know the kind of two front front men. I mean yeah, yeah. a lot. I mean yeah, I know. I mean like uh, little Steven was there too, but but really like they always played off Clarence, right? Yeah. You know, like they had all the shtick, and it was just. Yeah. It's just cool to have like a, like pretty much a like a '70s rock band, but here's yeah. this big, huge black guy yeah. on stage in a white suit and a hat, and he had so much style, right? Yeah, and all right. the sax, and he kind of just brought this yeah. element, right? He like when I think of E Street Band, I think of them like as almost like a soul band, like one of those rock and soul review bands, like right. from the '60s, like like James Brown, Sam and Dave, Otis Redding, like kind of in that vein and uh you know a lot of that credibility you, you get from uh not to mention springsteen's performance qualities but you know having clarence on stage right and yeah you know that kind of attitude and style yeah so no, he definitely really added to the sort of brought a different flavor and just uh energy and whatever yeah yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that just made the band what it is yeah, yeah absolutely and man that was good and i looked along the river banks and I saw a great crowd of people waiting with their hands high in the air. But there was still something missing, something essential, something fundamental, something that we couldn't go on without, something very big. I want to introduce the Minister of Soul, the Secretary of the Brotherhood. If nominated, he will not run. If elected, justice and righteousness shall prevail. Do I have to say his name? Do I have to say his name? Say who? Say who? Say who? Big man, join the band. Yeah. 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 Y
collection of stuff like so what kind of Springsteen stuff do you have at home is it, yeah. are you just like uh, collecting the albums are you, are you get like DVDs books posters shirts yeah. you know all that stuff too yeah you name it you know, sort of was collecting that I, I was at a point like kind of in the you know university days where I was sort of like yeah like I get my hands on every version of every album like when you did like Secret Garden and like a single yeah. but then you released it in like, yeah, like a Japanese version and yeah. be a Canadian one and I'd be like so I go to like you know I basically that'd be one of the you know one of the funner things to do would be just me to go up down the record shops like down Young Street and like just go I'm trying to think of the name of the one that was like more uptown uh, like Record Peddler maybe yeah on Young I, Street I maybe think it was Record Peddler yeah, yeah. Record Peddler was good because they could get imports right yeah, so you go there, yeah exactly yeah, like, yeah. You, get, like, what's new? you get a 12 inch and there'd be some yeah. weird song on the B side yeah. Right? yeah I think it almost felt like for a while there like it was like they're probably thinking there's, there's one guy that's like buying all like because they would bring in an import or something like that and then I'd go and buy it yeah. and they'd be like oh let's keep bringing in other ones because it seems like there's I'm sure there were other people but it was yeah, like I was the only sure. one buying it but but yeah, because I was looking out for things, I, was, I was kind of became a collector. And I was a member of, uh, I haven't been for the last few years, but like Backstreet's, like that fan club, so yeah. I get their like t-shirt and... You know, Did and you get the, ma- you were subscribed, so you got the magazine? And all that, yeah. I used to love getting the magazine when I uh, became a fan there like 99, 2000. I started getting the magazine because it was cool because you could they get set lists and stuff like that yeah. too, right? Yeah. And there was before like set lists were so widely available on the internet, right? right. So you, you yeah. get the magazine and would have the set list for the last six months and I would just... Yeah read those things over and over oh he played Promised Land this night and he played Darkness that night yeah. right so yeah. cool yeah and then it's kind of like you said pre-internet or yeah. before internet really took off I was on like the whatever that mailing list they had it was like yeah. uh, where you get like daily like I get a digest of like all the messages like Bruce Vance whatever they'd have like tape tree and the yeah. mixed like Traders sharing tapes or for tickets and then, and then just what he was up to and all that so it was just totally like sharing Bruce info like so I would read that religiously and see what was going on. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have the odd post, but yeah, mostly just a lurker and reading all the, all the different posts. Yeah, all well, the DVDs and stuff like that. I love all yeah. the live shows they put yeah. out. The, the video collection I had, yeah. the, the live in New York City. That's yeah. a great one. That yeah. DVD set's so cool, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, for sure. I mean, I have a, definitely a good bootleg collection. I would go on some things on vinyl. 
Yeah. Um, There's so many good Springsteen bootlegs too, right? And he's one of those artists that lends himself to bootlegs and the fact that he's got, yeah. you know, he's very set list, yeah. right? Like he doesn't just play the same show over and over. So you yeah. can collect like multiple shows from the yeah. same tour and then you get some different stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And it was nice when the bootlegs moved from vinyl to, to CD. Like, so they were, yeah, like, CD. They were bootlegs, but at, least, but at least they were like a little easier to handle. And then DVD too. And you, you would have like bootleg, the guys that would create the bootlegs would even make compilation, you know, uh, Compilation things that you can grab too, uh, you know, audio and video. I mean, one thing I had from the I think 2009 tour is a collection of all the cover songs they yeah. did, right? Yeah. And that was when the, they would do in the middle of the show, they would take like sign requests, yeah. right? So this this one, I think it might be even a four DVD set mm-hmm. of maybe 20 songs in each one. It's just all the cover songs they did yeah. for the whole tour, right? So that's, yeah. that's amazing, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, no, totally.
ask you a question. What, so what, like, I yeah. have my kind of, like, maybe top two or three, like, unreleased tracks. Like, do you have, like, you know, like, not, not on the albums. Like, or not, or not even on, like, because there's a couple, like, B-sides. Yeah, well, like, one of my favorites is uh, Be True. Yeah, right. That's a good one. That one was left off the river. I think that was the B side to yeah. uh, Fade Away, maybe or one of those. Uh, yeah, 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 I love that one. Uh, held up without a gun. Oh, that one's oh, good that's too. Good. It's, it's like it's like, a, like a minute long. Yeah, it's like ninety it's seconds. Just, it's just like, such pure, on like, fire. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whatever. Um, yeah, that one kicks ass. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those for sure. We talked about it's that. It's a really before. good, like Vietnam, like that coming back, yeah. PTSD kind of. There's so many good ones like that. Like uh, it's amazing when you when you think about Springsteen's quantity and quality of work that he hasn't put on regular records, right? Like the tracks box set, and then he comes out with the River box set, and it's got a whole yeah. another bunch of songs yeah. that you haven't heard before. They're so great yeah. too, right? Like. Yeah, and it's not like throwaway. It's not like oh, like we're just getting the dregs of like, you yeah. know, whatever. We just put anything because some of these bands just, you, they put anything on CD eventually, like yeah. archival versions, and it's like, eh. But you know, but it, that stuff's good. Yeah, my like, love will not let you down. I love yeah, that one. That's yeah. a killer that song. That was um, the promise. And... Uh, that was off tracks. I think that's a born in the born in the USA outtake. Okay. Yeah, but the promise is a great too. That that yeah. double record of all the outtakes. Um, yeah. Enough for you. What's that song like? Yeah, good, good enough for you or whatever. Like he did. Oh, the, yeah. like and the, good enough for you, baby. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Anyway, like, <laughs> I know it's like it's so many, but but yeah, there was that promise thing. Well, the promise, the song. Yeah, the promise. That's a thing. that's a heavy one. Yeah. and it's amazing that he left that one off. Uh, uh, I guess darkness would have come out because that's kind of the bridge between Thunder Road and the darkness on the record. Edge of Town album or is that song The Promise, right? When yeah. you're realizing that you know the stuff you were hoping for doesn't really come true all the time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, That's totally. A heartbreaking song, yeah. I think I think my one of my favorite songs, I'd say top three, is the tracks version of Stolen Car. Yeah. Yeah. I like it even better than the river. Like the tracks one, eh? Like the album version. What is there? Is, is it different? I'm a chip Yeah, it's different. The way he sings it is different. Yeah. It's a little more like kind of just a little bit darker even. A little right. more brooding in the way he finishes it. Like that whole line about, like, no one ever sees me when I ride by. That's yeah, like the yeah. last line. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, at some points in my life, like that song, like, that's really, the way like, you feel, right? Resonated, right? That's a dark song, right? That song yeah. is kind of about a guy that's like, uh, he's riding in a stolen car because I guess yeah. he wants to get caught, right? Yeah. Like, he's just like, I, I can't, can't even. I can't even. He's so, like, invisible to society. Yeah, like, he can't even get arrested yeah yeah he's not much of like a loser in a way like or whatever yeah. like or just like 
yeah. I can't even get arrested. I might as well go to my prison, <laughs> of home, my home prison right now, yeah. right? Back yeah. home to prison kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. All right, man. So uh, that was a couple. One last thing here. So you know, I love doing these um, these podcasts. You know, you know, talking about fans and fandoms and concerts. Mm-hmm. You know, the communal feeling. Yeah. that you get with Bruce and his music bringing people together. You know, so I love this conversation we've had. I'm sure, like, you have that story, I guess, you know, Bruce kind of connected you with your wife, in a yeah. way, or you yeah. had like that. But has, has Bruce, uh, you know, have you had some experience with his friends that's been centered around Springsteen concerts and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. No, I've mentioned those two, the concerts I saw, like, the two in a row, that two-night stand in yeah. Toronto, that was like, those were actually, like, I had my, you know, best man and my groomsmen, like, my two best buddies, yeah, yeah. kind of, they were there, like, gifts for the wedding. So, like, bring it back to that sort of whole wedding thing. Um, but, you know, so it was nice that I was able to sort of, like, give that to them. And yeah. they definitely, I turned, the one guy, Kevin, who I went to Fargo with, sort of turned him into a real Springsteen fan. Like, I think, I think he sort of was like, yeah, whatever. But, like, through, like, I was, you know, being roommates. Yeah. Like, got him into the music. The other guy, Casey, was just like, he's the one that got me onto it. So, those yeah. are the two guys. And then I was able to give that back to them. Yeah, that's was, cool. It uh, was pretty neat. Um, uh, for sure. I definitely, um, they've been the two main guys. But... Um, yeah, no, it's 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 been great. But you know, I'm being bar- part of that broader community wherever I can. Even if I don't really know people personally, I know yeah. that they're out. There. Any uh, hopes for this year, 2019? What are you expecting from Springsteen this year? Oh man, well he's doing a little tour, right? But it's all in Europe. I think, is, yeah, I, think I saw that announced. Yeah, maybe a Europe tour, solo yeah, tour. Yeah, is that record going to come out? I'm waiting yeah. for that record, well, solo record, maybe yeah. like a countryish Americana. Record. Yeah, I mean, I think so. You never like, know, though. You could like change on a yeah. minute there. We're gonna put the Nebraska box at a big tour. That's <laughs> yeah, and then he went and did like the Seeger <laughs> sessions, right? Like yeah, so, yeah. which is great. I mean, but like, where'd that come from? You know, yeah. I said appreciation for Pete Seeger, and then it was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a whole album of covers and like get this Seeger, like this band together. Yeah, and, it turned into this whole new thing, yeah, man. Yeah. That's great. So I guess we're just ready for anything. Right? Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what he wants to do. I guess he's going to take a little break from Broadway and then yeah. maybe hit us halfway through the year with some yeah. more stuff. We said a joke, right? The first time he's had a like, job like a five. Yeah, <laughs> five day a week it's the first time I've ever worked five days a week in yeah. my life. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it. <laughs> All right, thanks, Ryan. What should we play? Let's go out on a song here. You uh, gotta, let's pick a song for us <laughs> to play here. Well, if you got it, I'd say that Stolen Car track. Stolen Car? All right, let's do that one. All right. Cool, thanks man. Yeah, thank you. All right. It's been a pleasure. Well, I found me a little girl and I settled down In a pretty little house in a pretty little town We got married and promised never to part And little by little we drifted from each other's hearts Now I'm driving a stolen car on a pitch black night And I'm doing my best to make it through Well, I'm just sitting down here at the Stanton light I wanna get caught, but I never do At first I thought it was just restlessness That would fade as time went by And our love grew deep But in the end it was something more, I guess that tore us apart and made us weak And I'm driving a stolen car Waiting on that little red light I keep telling myself everything's gonna be alright But I ride by night and I travel in fear That in this darkness I might just disappear 
Once again we stood on the wedding steps at Victory Hall And walked arm and arm through the chapel door I can remember how good I felt inside When the preacher said, son, you may kiss the bride But as I leaned over to touch her pretty lips I felt it all slip away through my fingertips And I'm driving a stolen car through a pitch black night I keep telling myself everything's gonna be alright But I ride by night and I travel in fear No matter what I do or where I drive Nobody ever sees me when I ride the show folks thanks for listening you can find us on our website at trampslikeuspod.com communicate with us on facebook at our tramps like us podcast group page and on twitter at tramps like us pod don't forget to subscribe to the show on itunes where you can leave a review and a five-star rating tramps like us podcast is a non-profit audio fanzine created by fans for fans and is available for free we are not affiliated with bruce springsteen or columbia sony records If you've heard any music you like, please find it and purchase it from BruceSpringsteen.net, iTunes, Amazon, your local record store, or wherever music is sold. As always, gratitude and respect to Bruce Springsteen and all past and current members of the heart-stopping, pants-dropping, hard-rocking, booty-shaking, earthquaking, love-making, Viagra-taking, history-making, testifying, death-defying, legendary... E Street Band.
I've never held an honest job in my entire life. I've never done any hard labor. I've never worked nine to five. I've never worked five days a week until right now. I don't like it.